0: i saw uh something horrible today um it was like a 30 second cnn thing and it starts out and there's an elephant and a, and a donkey sitting on a bench uh, it's a cartoon it's a black and white cartoon oh, yeah. Oh, okay. okay yeah yeah and a uh a monstrosity approaches these two animals <laughs> uh anthrop- what kind of monstrosity? Anthropomorph- it's like half elephant and half donkey, and okay. it's, I don't. It was like uh what's what's it was like what was that movie? Um, uh, in the eighties, it, it starts with an R. I can't remember it. um Reanimator. It was it was like that kind of type of shit. To I don't me. know what you're talking but, about. Um, Stuart Gordon. Uh, yeah, yeah, and it's just this monstrosity with like elephant parts and, and and donkey parts. It's like, hey, got any room in the middle? And the and he asks, and they're both like, no. Jesus Christ. Go away! Um, but uh, and that was basically CNN's pitch for you to hang out with them on November third.
1: <laughs> the best thing about that was wait. that his like arms and shit were uh, were trunks. <laughs> it like it wasn't just that he was like part donkey. It was like he was like a snake man thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! He yeah. was a
2: tentacle porn of, yeah, of elephant yeah. and donkey parts. <laughs> I wait. Uh, so by him asking if there was room in the middle. And them saying no was that supposed to show that they are uh, very radical, radical centrism. Uh, though, uh, yeah, our politics so Were they saying that there's no place for centrism in our dialogue, or were they saying that the two candidates are so close together that there's no no the,
0: the, the, <laughs> there's there's no place for uh, creepy monster centrist creatures? Apparently in the in the political discourse. Well, that's there's obviously not the
2: case because Joe Biden.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah. that's what's interesting is like um i don't know if if the political spectrum i don't know are is like a donkey and an elephant and then this creature comes along like wh- wh- where actually are joe biden and and donald trump on this weird spectrum with elephants being on the right and the, i don't know i don't know how to dissect this really yeah i was really but.
1: confused as to what even the point was because there was clearly a lot of room in the center so it's like we're cool for being a cronenberg monstrosity actually and you guys who are normal suck (laughs)
2: yeah 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 i mean the conversation Uh, about about left and right and is already so messed up in america like the, the in in just like colloquial conversation where like liberal means progressive or left like that's uh, like th- that's a lot of people's distinction like there's there's liberal and conservative, that's all there is, and socialists fall are very very, very liberal, and that type <laughs> of thing, and it's like it's so hard to talk about i don't know it's so hard to break out no liberal's a bad thing with conservative people and then have to be like, no, 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 I'm trying to like come after you and push you against a wall
0: mm hmm the the thing I do appreciate about CNN's little commentary is that um, uh, centrists are worthy of your uh, of your hatred. <laughs> like it, like honestly, it, it is the weird thing. And we're gonna talk a little bit about the debate, obviously. And like it is weird knowing that there are some people that don't know who who they would prefer between these two. Like you know both of these people. I understand not having a preference. Don't get me wrong. I just don't understand like uh, oh I I can't tell if I uh, if I um which way I'm standing if I'm standing between. You don't these understand
2: two. being engaged and like uh, and like invested in making the decision and not being able well, to like.
0: Yeah, c- centrists are the biggest losers, and I I don't understand them at all. I don't know. It's it's I don't know. So I was like, yeah, they're they're monsters. They're the, they're the biggest <laughs> monsters in the room, and everyone hates them, and everyone should.
1: Yeah, I feel so. I I basically refuse to believe that that's a person, like someone yeah. who is quote unquote undecided. Like I don't think that that's real. <laughs> I think yeah, there's yeah. people who have dis- not yet decided to vote because they don't and they never do and they're not going to now. Well, sure. I
2: mean, some people are. There's, I mean, there's this phenomenon. I'm sure we all know people like this, who never pay attention to politics. And I'm talking about like, you know, visible politics. I'm not talking about the subconscious. I'm not talking about the subconscious. Yeah, the sports that we that we uh, that we've turned it into. And but when it comes time to have an opinion, they're like it becomes very important. Like that's something we love in America. Like not devoting the mental energy to it but then wanting to have a loud opinion mm-hmm. about it so i think there are some people that you know while we're all obviously like subconsciously uh political i i mean i think there are some people who are legitimately like if you can't decide between these two why have you woken up just now and started paying attention to what's good like just go back to sleep and i don't know uh
0: so in case you haven't figured out we have a special guest this week uh, we're joined by Bryn. Bryn is the co-host of podcast Beat Beep Lettuce and Generation Loss. You can find her on Means TV's Left Trigger playing video games and on Twitch at Dull Care and on Twitter at Twitter at Kinematography. Brin, thanks for joining us on Future Left. This of is course. cool.
1: Thanks for having so,
0: me. So, Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so... Obviously, uh, we're doing that. First of all, we're doing this. I don't know if you saw this on International Podcast Day, sponsored by Spotify. <laughs> oh, hey! Um, so, not not me, not <laughs> so, me, Undies.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. They they wanted to, they created a hashtag to thank all the podcasters for doing the labor that makes them money, but not sure. actually paying us. Cool. Um, but anyway. Uh, they, so last night was the, uh, presidential debate and, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's going to, it's going to be in history books and everyone's going to care about it. But first (laughs) question, which, which candidate do you think was the best conservative last night?
1: (laughs) Oh, is that, that's the question to the, to the room here.
0: Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Uh,
1: who was the best conservative? Uh, that's an interesting question. I guess I'd say. I guess I'd say Joe Biden, um, because Trump, I, I think is still pretty divisive. I mean, obviously lots of people who own property, uh, and are sort of like the actual people who benefit from the Republican party like him. Um, but I don't know if he really made a good argument for himself, uh, I think one of the things that Trump lacks as a leader for the conservative movement is the veneer of respectability, um, which I think is more important than I think people really thought at this point. Because I think Hmm. that lots of people would, you know, with Obama and with, um, with W. Bush before him, like there was this sense of like, well, everything is bad and the bankers are bad and the healthcare is bad. But like generally the government is just like moving deck chairs around or like, you know, trying to be the hall monitors of all that. And sometimes they fuck up. But Trump has really sort of like, you either buy into the fact that it's okay for the government to do that, uh, to just like be a corporate fascist entity that like there is no blur there's no blurred line there's no line at all between uh the government and the corporations and that's cool and good or you think that that's a really big problem <laughs> and i think that's <laughs> one of the reasons we've seen such like uh you know i guess c- class consciousness on the- online and in america over the past 4 years is not just because of bernie sanders but because of the couldn't you know the contradictions being so high um and i think that yeah. there's a certain cohort and i think the reason that joe biden is the nominee i think there's a certain cohort of the ruling class who's like we're gonna lose everything if we keep letting this person like just be so out there with all of this and some of them know that joe biden won't change anything in terms of like actually you know Finding or making the rich pay taxes, but will make it seem a little more respectable.
0: So, in that way, do you think that this this cohort thinks of uh, Trump as kind of an accelerationist to some degree, or an accelerationist like factor in terms of like class consciousness and class
1: conflict? Like, you mean the the like the ruling class?
0: Yeah, like 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 what you're talking about within the Democratic Party, people will want to prevent further uh i don't know radicalization oh, oh. within the, yeah they think of trump as kind of a radicalizing factor that that's i mean uh, I accelerating
1: <laughs> i doubt that they would i mean personally i doubt that they would consider it like accelerationism in the sense that they don't believe or want there to be any sort of change at all uh no, it, sure so i mean i think they they think of him more as a destabilizing factor
2: mm. i still think to a a considerable extent that Trump's lack of sophistication is a big positive with a lot of people who um obviously there's a socioeconomic factor to this, but I know, for example, a lot of uh musicians and a lot of, and most of them are like Poor working class you know very like anti-authoritarian very like sort of like i think they sort of um i remember when but when uh george w bush was president there were people who were like i'm gonna vote for him because i feel like i could have a beer with him mm. and i feel like there's a sentiment with trump that like biden's just a regular politician like everybody else that's not good you know i don't like the people in charge trump seems like he's not like that like he seems genuine and he seems unpredictable and like something that the establishment politicians wouldn't like so that must be good and i think that sentiment but might be a lot more powerful than a lot of people realize and maybe that maybe it just seems that way to me because i you know i live in i live in the south and i interact with a lot of you know southern Working class people and people of a certain socioeconomic level. And don't get me wrong, there's a lot of, you know, lefties in the, um, in the, in the South, uh, you know, blue collar community. But I do run into that sentiment a lot also.
1: Sure. But I mean, I, I, I wonder if I, I totally agree. Like, I wonder if the, um, that kind of person who is actually working class and likes Trump is sort of more of the minority. Um, maybe you know what i mean i i don't know it just
2: doesn't seem like it from my from my experience but i my experience is like very limited limited to like a very specific area and types of situations so texas texas yeah yeah yeah. and uh and also this probably goes for you know white uh working class people as well but a surprising amount of hispanic working class people uh as well which is very odd my i'm half mexican mm-hmm. and i'm always surprised that like how many mexican people love trump and love his uh, anti uh illegal uh immigrant uh rhetoric especially which i guess is like a sort of um social capital if you're in a, a very conservative area or whatever it is
1: yeah i mean if you are you know, if you did things the quote unquote right way or whatever, or it's the sort of like pulling up the ladder behind you kind of mentality. That's
2: that's the image I always use. Yeah.
1: um, Yeah. I mean, I'm half Mexican as well. And I don't don't have that many people in my family who are that way, but no, I don't either. Not in Texas. (laughs) Sure. Sure.
2: Sure. (laughs) I think
0: one of my favorite takes after the debate has been uh, like this notion that no matter who you think won the debate, you know who lost manners, decency. <laughs> you know, oh yeah, like the like, like Mr. President. I know you're passionate about forcibly removing immigrant women's uteruses, but could you please not interrupt? Can you
1: not? Could you? Can you control yourself? Can you sh- shut up, man? I,
2: I mean, that's part of. There, there's such a Jesus. There's such a like a again. I must say white because it seems very white to me. This whole thing of like. Listen, I'm not worried about stuff that I don't see going on, but I shouldn't have to see like harsh talk and hear harsh talk. It's mm-hmm. like the people that get so offended by having to like press English at the ATM. It's it's <laughs> like it's like come on, let's clean it up. I don't I don't want to see even this tiny bit of conflict. My life is so easy.
0: But at at one point even like Biden uh, he he called Trump a clown, and then he corrected himself to say president, and he just come up like a little bitch. It was it was <laughs> yeah. really really bizarre moments. Like
1: not even c- gonna commit to calling you a fucking clown, which like you obviously yeah. the, are the c
0: word. <laughs> the c <Yeah>. word. <laughs> <laughs> I and, uh, I just feel like inevitably after like the vice presidential debate, like people are going to be like saying how refreshing Pence and Harris are, like the Puritan and the cop, you know.
2: <laughs> yes. Uh yeah I. I can't really imagine those two going going at each other because I don't I don't know if Mike Pence allows himself to talk directly to women, um, but I don't know <laughs> was, not without mother in the room. <laughs> oh, mother! What a creep! Um, yeah, I. It was so. Di- I mean, it wasn't. I'm not going to say it was disappointing to watch. It was sort of the opposite because it was like it, everything that you thought would happen would happen. Where at yeah. one point Biden. Uh, you know, tried to get Trump to denounce the Proud Boys. And, of course, uh, Trump went around that because – and, again, I tell people all the time, it doesn't matter if Trump is is personally a racist or not. He wants to court racists for his, for his political career. He's not going to do that. He's not going to, like – he's not going to spill his uh, personal f- feelings out because he, like, has – he's all ambition. That's all he is. He's like an empty shell of a man. And so Trump that that shot didn't land, and then Trump got uh b- got Biden to uh, defensively be like, "No, I do not support Medicare for all. I swear I don't. Come on, I don't have it. I promise, I'm not progressive in the least."
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So uh, I don't know. I feel like Trump did a much better job manipulating.
1: Well, you know, it's funny because I feel like for the past, you know, as long as I've been paying attention to, you know american politics which is honestly you know I- i've always tried to ignore them because i don't believe in them <laughs> uh but you know f- everyone should know by now if you've like if, unless this is literally the first time you've experienced an election because you're like 18 years old or whatever like you should know that the election is when everyone lies like sure nothing yeah. that they're saying is real like Right. Getting Joe Biden to say, I would support Medicare for all would mean literally nothing.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Because
1: he's trying to get elected. But and that's why
2: you... it landed harder for me that he said it. I, I don't know. I, I I was What I was thinking is that because he said that when he could just lie that, you know, even when he needs to say it, he, he can't say it. But then well, I was like, you know, that he actually probably he actually probably wants to court people who don't like you know i think he's i think that's actually a conscious shift to the right so
1: absolutely i mean but that's what i'm saying is like i i believe that biden is the nominee because what they're trying to do is the democrats want to have exactly the same situation without the protesting right they want to sort of i mean i think the democrats would definitely have the the best I can say for the Democrats is that they probably would have done a slightly better job, um, with COVID, um, sure, which yeah. was a big part of this debate about Trump, right. uh, you know, doing a very bad job, um, which he did, um, yeah, in terms of like literally what we needed was war communism, you know, like we're everyone is yeah. fucked and we everyone needs to stop going to work for three months and everyone's going to get checks in the mail. Like yeah. that's what, what needed. That's what needed to happen. And it still needs to happen. Um, and I think that the Democrats would have done some like piecemeal middle of the road version where a lot of poor people would have died, but like a lot yeah. less people in general would have died. Um, sure. not that that's a lot better, but I do think they would have done a little better. And so I think that besides COVID though, The only thing Trump has done that the Democrats don't like is created a new sort of class consciousness in America by making the contradictions of capitalism so high Um, and so Mm. obvious and in people's face um, and doing nothing to quell them uh, and basically taking a side when there are cultural issues um, that arise and saying to the left and creating a scapegoat out of the left. Um, and the Democrats have always taken the tact of, oh, you know, I of course we hate that. We hate the right and we hate the left. And, you know, and we're just trying <laughs> yeah. to keep everything normal. And that right, really yeah. worked for a long time. And they just want to go back to that.
0: Yeah. Build back better.
2: I know? always say that the Democrats are like the do nothings and the Republicans are also do nothings but plus fascism.
1: <laughs> so I don't I, I don't know what the difference is.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um yeah, I um I I sort of wonder how like whenever you talk about how it, one is better but not so much better that you don't feel goofy when arguing for it. Like it, I mean you wouldn't argue for the the, the Democrats, but I don't know, splitting I splitting would. hairs in terms of, like, me and Adam have gone back and forth a lot on, you know, well, are we, uh, I'm not going to vote for them. I'm not going to give the Democrats my vote. They do not get my vote. And then, like, yeah, I don't know if maybe they'll do a little bit better than, than Trump would. And it's like, I don't know, when you start when you start splitting hairs on it, it's sort of not very inspiring.
1: Well, I also yeah. just don't – I mean, me personally – I I think there's this weird like online thing where it's like people are like I I I don't vote for Democrats. Like I haven't voted for Democrats maybe ever um
2: like people on the left saying this.
1: No, me personally, I don't. Um, oh, okay, OK. I
2: thought I thought you were saying there's OK.
1: But I, I think that there's a thing online where people are like, if you vote for Democrats, you're not a real leftist or whatever. And it's like it literally yeah. doesn't matter to me. Like if you really feel in your heart that you're going to regret not voting against Trump and you think that that means voting for Biden, who gives a shit? Like, go for it. I don't right. care it doesn't it's not like that hurts the left for you to vote for biden (laughs) it doesn't do anything the left has no power at all um and personally i don't think it matters because i think we are the the pedal is on the metal towards acceleration you know what i mean like we are in a failed state we are the capitalism is in the death rattle um
0: i mean that's that to me is why i kind of like I had a, a mix of emotions watching the debate because I knew, you know, we kind of knew it was just going to be two like insane old men, like like trying to <laughs> wrestle with one another. And to me, that's what I got. And I there was like there was a little bit of joy in the notion that like ah the, uh, America's going to die soon. That's going to be so cool. <laughs> and then the other the, the the subtext being I live in America. It's going to be going to be a while. It's going to suck, kind of. Yeah. Um, so, so, so Adam I, Adam I, that,
2: feels emotionally. The, the the joy over america dying but then he has to intellectually be like oh wait but i live here i'm the opposite yeah. my, my thing is like
0: yeah oh fuck i
2: i live here and then i'm like but hey you know i hope all my uh you know fucking non-leftist friends are watching this and being like boy casey was right you know
0: <laughs> yeah i'm just worried about my cats uh post america what happens to them you know Can I still get my Petco order, you know?
1: I mean, the problem is when you start thinking about this sort of end game is like, there is, you know, the idea that America is going to be over, like, it doesn't mean that it's going to result in communism (laughs) or anything good at all. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You know, we could get, it can get way worse, even if the sort of like, quote unquote, like liberal democracy that we've been pretending to have for a while um and um so i don't know if it's necessarily a good thing but to me at least it it means that what what, what my point is to people who don't seem to realize it or want to you know wring their hands over who they're gonna you know whether they should vote or not is like, just do something else. Like, (laughs) or at least, or at least don't,
2: or at least don't, or at least be aware that by doing that, that's not the, the thing that's going to change everything. Like it's like you said, it's fine. If if you feel like, you know, this is the, you know, if this is the option that I have, obviously I'm going to pick the one that I think is going to, you know, do less damage, but you can't then, you know, let yourself slip into thinking, there you know yeah yeah. i've done i've done my thing well and and, and i just like
1: think that that is like it's not only that it's that people don't continue to think of what will happen after that like yeah you know biden say biden wins uh biden is in my opinion just as much of a fascist as trump um you know there's no going to be no end to u.s imperialism He has no sense of like, you know, what he's not going to try and rein in the CIA killing protesters in the streets like there. He actually has not said anything about ending concentration camps or ending, you know, the private uh, concentration camp contracts like everything is going to stay exactly the same. He's literally said to people nothing will fundamentally change if you vote for me um yeah. again it,
2: hopefully you know hopefully that's one of the campaign hopefully that's like ball part of his campaign lying persona but i doubt it
1: but i mean the thing is is like okay so what happens to all the people who like trump and what happens yeah. to the far right when they're not in power um or or you know they perceive themselves as not in power um yeah. And it will only get worse unless unless until it is made illegal. (laughs) Um, And that's not something Joe Biden is going to do.
2: That's my big worry is the um, the. mm, Trump has become such a symbol for far right politics. Uh, He's sort of, you know, he's always sending his dog whistles and sort of. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. They they really look to him. The far right really looks to him and fetishizes him. And if the sim- the symbolism of him in front of everybody losing the election, I think will be so uh, humiliating. And we know that like these toxic guys in the far right, they don't let themselves feel humiliation. You know, they got to turn it into destructive rage.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So I, I'm like, you know, the, the job that was started under Obama whenever, you know, the far right was like, Oh no black president. And then, you know, it's going to be, I don't know. I just, I really do worry about that. That,
1: well, you also have to remember, like there's a lot of evidence to suggest that Trump, the point of running was to start a Trump news network, um, that he never really wanted to be president. And the point was to continue like, you know, making a big media empire, now, now you have millions of people who think of him as like a, a fear her, um, right? Yeah. The idea that he's going to simply like, you know, retire and go golf like Obama and like hang out with Richard Branson or whatever kind of pedophile bullshit they're doing, like <laughs> that's not what's going to happen. Like he's going to be on the radio and on television every single fucking day like getting people ready to like elect him again or someone who will, you know, do the same kind of stuff. Um and that <laughs> you people liberals are not prepared to deal with that whatsoever. Like they they're like if we get rid of Trump, then he'll be gone and he'll just like I guess disappear into some political black hole the way that like W did and he'll just like sit in his shower and paint his toes or whatever. <laughs>
2: You're going to tell me that the you think the people who see kids in concentration camps and are like, ah oh, fucking Cheeto, you don't think they have like teeth? Come on. <laughs> With that kind yeah. of political uh, fury?
1: It's not. Um, I mean, yeah. The- that's
2: my joke. Like all the time, whenever there's like a bunch of liberal people saying like, oh, my God, look at his stupid hair. I'm always like, yeah, "Yeah," and he's like doing forced hysterectomies. Ew, what a gross (laughs) Cheeto.
1: He's a dang Cheeto. He's a god dang Cheeto. Mm -hmm. I think that,
0: I mean, uh, I mean, so the one interesting moment from the debate was Joe Biden saying, I am the Democratic Party, like, uh, like he's uh, Judge Dredd or something, (laughs) Uh, basically because Trump was trying to call him a socialist but like the end result of that exchange was uh, was Trump uh, uh, exclaiming, "You just lost the left." Like <laughs> like uh, I love the idea that Joe Biden lost the left in 2020 on, right now, on November yeah. twenty. That was so weird.
2: I was having this conversation with Adam before we started recording. There's a lot of times where Trump indicates in subtle ways, and again, the personal beliefs of of pe- people in power do not do not matter at all. So I'm not trying to say that, but just like there's trump indicated whenever biden said like he does not support medicare for all, he said oh you just lost the left there have been instances like that in the past where trump seems to be critical or seems to be paying attention to how opponents on the left are courting their their base and you know like almost like he's uh i don't know i i think i think trump i don't necessarily think he's a uh he has any ide- ideology? I, I literally just think, as a rich guy, he picked his side, and he's like, "I'm I, going to." Well, I think he this. understands
0: politics better than better than the Democrats. Well, but that's sure. because
2: I think it's become that I think politics has become about uh, sort of you know tacky you know Jerry Springer Jerry Springer uh, you know professional wrestling uh, marketing uh, being loud and brash and uh, and let's like all that's all his brand. And I think he looked at it and he was like, Oh, I can do this bullshit. And again, I think he, that's what makes me so mad is I think he just thought that, you know, I'm a rich guy. Most rich people are conservative. They're going to vote for me. I'm going to be a Republican. And he's doing all, and like all this horrible shit is happening under him, like the concentration camps and the, you know, his direct force, hysterectomies And, but I don't think there's any, like, I don't know, besides like courting, the the far right which he views as his base I don't he probably doesn't care about any of it
1: um, I think I personally think that Trump um, I think the politics of the far right is power and control sure yeah um, and keeping their position in that right. system yeah. um, just like you know I think that, like, for example, within the Nazi party, there were insane people who, like, fully believed in, like, the myth of the volkishness of Germany and, like, becoming this sort of, like, new type of person and, like, getting really into, like, the the occult aspects of Nazism and, like, there were those people. But, like, Goebbels didn't give a shit about that. Like, uh, lots of people in the Nazi party in the direct cabinet did not give a single shit about that. What they wanted was to, uh, create a situation where they were in power and they were able to wield that power, uh, completely and enrich themselves in completely. And they basically got all of their ideas from us. (laughs) And so a lot of it was creating the idea of like a person you know a, a nation of people who were like directed by god uh yes. you know who who like believed or were some sort of celestial you know magnificent beings and like making germany great again um and like that's really their slogan, <laughs> you know like they were right. uh They wanted to make themselves better. It was a libidinal sort of spiritual thing. But the people in charge didn't necessarily believe that. That was just sort of the story. That was the narrative um, to get people to hand all of their power to them uh, and all of their rights away. Um, And it works. It works really well. Um, And so I think Donald Trump is a person who absolutely has a firm belief Uh, which is that I deserve power and I will do whatever I can to hold on to it. Um, And I think he really does understand marketing. And I think he really uh, understands like manipulation of narrative. And um, when he said, oh, you lost the left or Democrats are radical leftists and I'm not or whatever, like he understands that that's what his base wants to hear and yes, that the le- quote unquote left in this country isn't going to change the election because we don't right. give a shit <laughs> and we're very, we're not that big of a cohort.
0: <laughs> I think, um, I, I, de- I want to move past this, um, uh the the debate thing because they're more interesting and fun things to talk about <laughs> okay. but uh, i think that the wildest thing i saw afterward was someone was like the the debate was really bad but you know i'm just gonna roll up my sleeves and i'm prepared to make calls for joe biden and then uh <laughs> like immediately after someone was like yep me too i'm all in for joe and then he responded i i, I i'm I, this is a direct quote I'd give my life to help Biden win Pennsylvania. It's <laughs> like, Jesus, Jesus fucking Christ.
1: What the hell is that? Because I,
0: like, I don't know, but, like, I get that I, I mean, I, I guess I would prefer Biden win Pennsylvania, hopefully, but hopefully also, hyperbole,
2: like, But, like, still, like, how sad to have your identity tied to that.
0: <laughs> to I'd much rather be alive, I'll tell you that A sure.
1: senile rapist winning <laughs> over yeah, a, yeah. a you know, slightly stupider senile racist, like honestly I don't honestly don't have an opinion, I don't know if there is I don't know if there's really any benefit like I, I mean with, like for me when people talked about harm reduction um, that applied to Bernie Sanders like Bernie Sanders yeah, yeah. is harm reduction, like he's actual like capitalist reformism that would save people's lives. That does not mm-hmm. really apply. Like you can't just say, ooh, harm reduction," every time you know some fascist is like, "Please vote for me over a different fascist." Like <laughs> I don't think it matters, and I ca- no one has actually given me a single reason why Biden would be better than Trump, and I honestly don't think he would be. Yeah. I, I Le- don't, least
2: of all least of all biden hasn't given you that reason yeah, definitely
1: <laughs> all like <laughs> all, all
2: i can think in terms of how it would be better it is, is not that biden will be uh the president but that it will be and again my, I, this is probably over over romanticized but i feel like if the democrats are in the white house i feel like there are more progressive like i, I sometimes hope that with him sort of being a a meat puppet at this point uh joe biden sort of like where his brain is jello i could only hope that he could become a puppet for maybe the more progressive more radical elements of the democratic party like i
1: don't believe in you, that there is I, I, one
2: <laughs> well i mean i mean well like, so, like
0: pete Buttigieg No, and no, Calvin no Paris. no <laughs> i mean
2: like i mean obviously not I mean, rad- radical in, uh, I air quotes don't work on here, but when I said radical, I did air quotes, so that was bad podcasting. <laughs> I but, but unquote. I mean, like, like AOC, Rashida Tlaib, like people that are, you know, at least left liberal that will be a, like I that are more progressive than I guess the I guess what I'm saying is the these younger this younger group of senators has a little bit more progressive, uh, bona fides. I guess to it, and I, I just, I don't know. I sort of hope that they might have a voice. If it's sort of far fetched sounding,
0: I think that those people are despised by the Democratic Party. That yeah, actually
1: that's, controls that's
2: Joe Biden. my sort of sense also.
1: Yeah, um, I think they will. I think as soon as the Democratic Party was is actually in any kind of power in the House and Senate, they'll just. Um, make them leave or handcuff them i mean like it's hard because i mean bernie is still in the senate and um yeah he gets you know he actually wins stuff for the democratic party but again i don't think they really want to (laughs) win like i think yeah yeah. i think they want to maintain uh, a donor class that gives their party a lot of money and power um and they want to stay in power but they don't actually They don't want to beat the Republicans. That's not the the goal. Hmm. Yeah. So I think, I think that, I think that AOC and I mean, even AOC and Omar have like sort of flip flopped a lot and, and sort of kowtowed to a lot of terrible takes and imperialist war. And like, they would just as soon be war criminals if they got in power too. Um, Talib is the only person I've seen who is actually uh, <laughs> seems to hold on to something and they'll probably kill her. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jesus. Well, Not I mean, kidding. it does bring <laughs> us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, it's it brings us to the next thing I want to talk to you about. I know you uh, you um, I mean, I, it's weird to call them conspiracy theories <laughs> to, at the outset. Yeah. The terminology because, like,
2: is, uh, is troubling. Me and yeah, Adam were talking before about like s- some conspiracy theories that turned out to be true. And, like, my take with these were that a lot of them were in, um, you know, the 50s and 60s or or just after World War II. And my thought was, like, for me, it's not a conspiracy theory if people at the time weren't talking about it. Otherwise, it's just a thing that seems far-fetched to us today but happened which is different let's
0: back let's back up a little bit just just a little bit um so i I, it's i wanted to say it's weird to call them conspiracy theories because um like i think a few weeks back you mentioned mk ultra on beep beep lettuce and it's the kind of thing that like if you (laughs) if one were to say the government is has a weird mind control project with lsd uh, that involves lsd on unwitting uh uh, you just, someone might call that a test subject, or someone might call that a conspiracy theory. Mm. But d- is that the right thing to call it if it's just true? You know, like if, if that's if that's what's actually happening. Like yeah. if the FBI is is trying to get Martin Luther King to kill himself, is that a conspiracy theory? If it turns out to be true. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's, I don't know. So it's, it's weird to introduce the topic of conspiracy theory using that term because I feel like it poisons the well, but that's one of the things we wanted to talk to you about, about, uh, conspiracy theories. Um, because there's, there's some, there's
2: some unlikely or how's it? I want to describe it without being condescending. Uh, but it's hard because of the language that we use about these sort of things. But like, there's certain things that Alex Jones would say. Where I would say, I don't think a person is justified in, in believing these things, but there's some of them, maybe it depends on who's saying it and what I perceive to be their, their interest, their interest. But like, there's nothing inherently, uh, unbelievable about someone saying that people in power are doing nefarious things, uh, to maintain power but still to me sometimes despite the fact that i i believe that it's healthy to have a suspicion of of of, uh authority and the and the people in power there's some things that i'm like oh yeah probably and then there's some things where i'm like i i don't know i I worry about that like i it feels like it's coming from a problematic place (laughs)
1: like uh what's an example of something you would worry about
2: um so i know a couple of again, so this is. I I don't know if this is a uh, musician thing, but it seems to be in my life. Like I'm I'm a musician. I play with a lot of. It musicians. also probably has something to do with the genre. And a, no, I like I. This seems to be common with <laughs> Are you a metal I, music. This seems to be common with like a lot of. uh Yes, he is. Yeah, I am. Called it.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Sorry. Uh, we should talk but, about metal
1: something. No, but like uh, yeah. we should. Uh,
2: I um. Oh, uh, that, I'm, I'm gonna get distracted. But uh, sorry,
1: sorry. <laughs> I, I, well, we, I,
2: me and me and my friend, we we practice in this rehearsal studio where there's a bunch of different rooms and a bunch of different you know musicians in all the rooms. And like, I was surprised when you know all the, most of these guys are like you know working class, like a lot of them are are day laborers, you know, as their as their side uh, job or like you know doing little you know jobs here and there and something i don't know if it's the same type of artistic you know personality or mindset if that's a thing or just Mm. you know where they are they're anti-authoritarian also because usually they've been screwed over by the cops they've been you know uh you know sort of forgotten by our capitalist society and uh but there's like also a propensity it seems like for magical thinking where a lot of them believe that they can like read people and understand animals and like there's like crystals and and like sage and, and it's like it sounds like I'm I'm making up a stereotype but so I have a friend who's who's like this who uh is very conspiratorial and again it's not necessarily that he specifically believes these things it's almost that anything you tell him that people in authority are doing he thinks yeah yeah I can believe that sure. and and so he'll say something like, you know, if he told me like George Soros is, uh, you know, paying uh, Antifa uh, to go out there and fight against the the protesters, I'm not going to think that that's coming from a place of anti-Semitism because I don't think he knows that George Soros is Jewish. I think it's just a name <laughs> that he hears in the same context as like the Bilderberg group or like, yeah. uh, you know, uh, other big, big, scary words. So if he told me that, I, I'd be like. Oh, I don't. I don't. I don't know. You know, it doesn't strike me. But if someone like if a proud boy was like, "Yeah, George Soros," I'm gonna be like, "Okay, man." Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, it yeah, depends on yeah. who's saying it, and like, I don't know.
1: So, so for me, I think the issue is um, that uh, I think the problem with conspiracy theories is that the concept of a conspiracy theory has been. Um, Diluted and poisoned by a conspiracy. <laughs> if I'm, if okay. I'm being honest, like, like a good example is like a conspiracy theory that I personally believe. This is I don't even know if if I heard this or if anyone else thinks this. I just may have made it up, but my theory is that QAnon mm-hmm. is um, mm-hmm. was popularized and created by someone in the government probably roger stone um to specifically take eyes off of trump or or to take the evidence that trump was involved in the jeffrey epstein les wexner case Mm. which is a real thing that there's a ton of evidence for um but By by turning
0: Trump into an anti-pedophile crusader.
1: Exactly. And so I believe, me personally, I don't really have any evidence for it. Um, Actually, we have no evidence for it, except that maybe Jim uh, Watkins, who owns A-Chan, has some involvement in it. Um, That the government or someone in the Trump cabinet uh, started that rumor, conspiracy theory, to uh to take one of the main things that would have made a lot of his base turn against him and turn it into a way for them to support him. Um that's a what that's a be- that is an unfounded conspiracy theory that I personally have. Um but but I think that the that's but it's not really a conspiracy theory. It's really just a theory <laughs> based on right. a lot of history of of you know government uh the federal government and the federal intelligence community the deep state basically uh doing Mm -hmm. things like that that we do have evidence of right and i think that people like alex jones um are funded by uh people like the Koch brothers and the heritage foundation and all of these people to make People who talk about the far fetched things that the CIA actually does sound crazy.
2: <laughs> mm.
1: Um, and that's not a conspiracy theory at all. That's actually true. Um yeah. there's evidence of this. There you can follow the money back to things like uh Alex Jones, things like Raj Limbaugh, Drive Time Radio, Clear Channel, um and and see that people who are You know, in the, you know, I mean, I don't know if it's actually beneficial to call the intelligence community, quote unquote, the deep state, but the CIA basically um, has funded a lot of this stuff. Um, Sure. It works with the Koch brothers. It works with all of these sort of, you know, these think tanks to sort of create situations where the left is is kneecapped. Um, And so Mm -hmm. you sound crazy because they want you to sound crazy because they've created a culture where anybody saying anything that isn't on mainstream media, which they also control, sounds nuts. Uh, And then separating that. And also Alex Jones is saying the same type of shit, but from the right. Right. Like. They're saying, oh, the government is bad and the government is evil, but it's all the Democrats. Actually, the Republicans are fine, but the government generally is bad. And the go- Republicans actually want to, to to demolish the whole government, which anyone with a brain knows isn't true. Um, right. right. But they want to, you know, they shift all of the framing of actual things that happen. Like... Alex Jones has been to Bohemian Grove, <laughs> you know, like he's been there. What is bohemian Grove? Oh what is that uh so Bohemian Grove is a is what is a thing that sounds really crazy, and you might not believe me, but it's on Wikipedia like it's not like <laughs> it's not like a it's not like a conspiracy theory. it's just a thing that exists um but it's a retreat that uh lots of people in government go to once a year. Um, and they do a ritual and they wear robes and they sacrifice something, um, called a doll care, which is the name of my Twitch stream, uh, oh. to a large statue of an owl called Moloch. Um, <laughs> okay. And, uh, Jesus. yeah. Uh, so, all, you know, people like Nixon go there and, uh, he, uh, the, some of the Bush family has been there. Um. It's, and this is just the thing that they, you know, they've addressed, you know, people, you know, eventually, you know, weird conspiracy theory people will go up to these people and be like, what is it? Why do you go there? What do you do the sacrifice for? Why do we, <laughs> why are you doing this? Yeah. And, uh, Generally, they're like, "Well, no, it's a perfor- you know, it's a theater performance or whatever. We're just going there." And they're like, "Why aren't women allowed?" And they're like, eh, "It's a tradition," or <laughs> um, and they'll give these sort of like offhanded stuff. But you'll never really read about it in regular state media like the New York Times um, because it's a secret. Um, and there's lots of secrets in America that we just like the fact that it's not on the news means it doesn't exist <laughs> you know what i mean and that's fucking nuts to me like yeah if the npr if npr or the new york times hasn't written about it people think it's fake um
0: yeah but well i mean this is kind of the thing that i wanted to 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 bring up about conspiracy theories is because i like it uh, you know like a, a good example um like i know like the the notion of an epistemological crisis is what i uh, like the the Billy workers party podcast mm-hmm. calls it yeah but like there's this like i i sympathize with a lot of people who believe conspiracy theories that I don't yeah, me too. Um, like for like like the like you know um, the 5G cell towers I don't trust Comcast <laughs> or, or like um, or you know Bill Gates implanting some chip in your body through vaccines I don't fucking sure. trust Bill Gates like and and so but I like so it, it, it makes me wonder like like well shit how do we interpret the world around us i don't like it i mean
2: my 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 thinking on the on this and i and i'm just to be candid on a on a personality level just my just sort of my uh predilections i guess i'm naturally sort of just generally skeptical i've always even as a kid i always had a, a hard time with certainty uh which made uh church a problem growing up because i was told (laughs) that if i didn't believe a lot of far-fetched stuff i was going to go to hell and i was like Mm -hmm. well i can't choose to believe something and they were like no you can and i was like "Mm, i feel like you know that's not true but keep the brand going you have to say it is Mm because i cannot you can't tell me the sky is red and i'm gonna and i can make myself believe it it doesn't work that way and so in my mind anything that's not happening where I have like reasonable evidence in my life, like scientific discoveries, you know, what the inside of a cell looks like. I'm not doing that scientific work. Uh, So as far as I know, that could all be made up. And so in my mind, (laughs) it's either all, so this is a criticism of me. I'm not, this isn't, I'm not making a corollary to you. I I know this isn't how it works. Uh, But like I, so in my mind, I have to delineate between I I have to try and be systematic about what I will believe or, or, or what I won't consider, I guess. Cause I never really fully believe, I guess something that I haven't seen, you know, unless it's, you know, pretty established, like scientific type stuff. But like I, um if I can see like with our government, especially them, you know, funding, uh you know, them creating QAnon to like, You know, help Trump. I can. I can see the mechanisms that would go into that. I can imagine how it would play out. There's precedent for it. That all helps. Um, But there's a lot of things that aren't true that people Mm -hmm. say that I could also apply those same things to, and I could. I could also see see, see and imagine. So, I guess my knowledge that I don't know. I. I I also think like with, with with Alex Jones. If he's trying to ruin the credibility of other people who are like trying to, you know, be whistleblowers for stuff, I don't think – I really do think that his audience, people who don't like him and like people who are, you know, are Democrats, uh, quote unquote, I don't think him saying crazy stuff is going to hurt their conspiracy theories. You know what I mean? I th- I, I do think the people who agree with him will – agree, and people who are ideologically opposed, I don't think it'll have that much of an effect.
1: Well, no, I'm saying that I think that the point of people like Alex Jones, and it's not just Alex Jones, but the the point of people like him is to take and funnel anybody who might have a whiff of, like, something else is going on, and funnel them into right-wing politics. Like, because Ah. if you look at the history of America, and you look at all of the evidence of what we know what you can see the the narrative that starts to actually spring up is an incredible it's a history almost entirely of anti-communism sure like yeah. like at the heart of everything um from for the last 100 years everything that America has done has been to maintain fascist uh behavior in 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 this country and it started with world war ii it started with world war ii you know like we were already a sort of like a country that has been built on genocide that is a genocide factory um you know we 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 slaughtered everyone who's here and we settled and then we had a whole another population that we stole and genocided for 300 years that's the history of our country <laughs> and then when a another country tried to do a a little bit we wanted to have nothing to do with it um until we were sort of dragged into doing something about it um basically so that communism didn't win germany um and then ever since then the past you know 80 decades or eight decades have been the story <laughs> of a clandestine organization that ha- performed a military coup on democ- democratic uh, elected officials to take over the government um, so that it can fight communism uh, against its own citizens. Um, and that's the real picture I mean in in a sort of like very reductive nutshell. Um, that's really what you come up with when you start researching this stuff. Um, Unless you're very quickly funneled into reptilian, uh, anti-Jewish, you know, reactionary politics by the most mainstream books and websites and, uh, you know, television shows and radio out there. Um, And the reason they are allowed to exist as a sort of catch all for anybody who might look under the hood of this and say, like, this seems this smells funny maybe the government is bad. And they're like, yes, the government is bad. And that's why you have to vote for Republicans.
2: <laughs> right, right. I, I I had a question for you that I, that I asked Adam earlier. Um, if there were someone that, that you knew in your life who, uh, you know, thought, who told you, oh, you know, yeah, uh, you know, um, what's his name? Uh, Soros, George Soros, yeah, funding Antifa. And you're thinking, I think this is, you know, that's uh, not true. <laughs> right. I, well, I think this is, you know, anti-Semitic r- rhetoric. And then later on, it was it was found to be true. Um, would that at the time have still been would you have still been justified in, in you know, having the, the thought that it was anti-Semitic rhetoric?
1: Um uh, this is a weird question. Uh, <laughs> Obviously, if it was
2: true, it wouldn't be because George Soros is Jewish and it would still be like very odd. It would be like, yeah, I, well, I can't imagine why he would be doing it either. So,
1: well, that's the thing. I mean, it, it wouldn't be true because George Soros would not be like funding his own. Dem- like, honestly, I would. The thing that not not because I don't want, want to sound callous here. Like I have a lot of Jewish friends. There are Jewish hosts on my podcast. (laughs) Uh, I don't mean to be callous, uh, but like I would be more confused at the statement George Soros is funding Antifa, not as a anti-Semitic thing, but more as a sort of absolute misunderstanding of class consciousness. (laughs) Uh, Sure. Just as like, why would a billionaire be funding a group that wants to end his existence? Sure. Um, uh, I, but that, but that it, would be but it my is, question.
2: <laughs> but I, I, I think the conspiracy itself probably comes out of an, an anti, an anti-Semitism, right? I of mean, course. I think that's where I, it had its, its, I, its, its invented origins by Nazis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, um, Adam, you want to?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to take up too much of your time, but um, I was hoping to play Control Alt Delete, where okay. we will, will, will name a given uh institution or private company or platform or whatever and we can just talk uh somewhat quickly because uh, it's the crazy out new out game that's
2: sweeping a nation <laughs>
1: control yeah
0: off yeah, the yeah,
1: er, er, yeah yeah Pick yeah, it up yeah. And play um, it with your family
2: yeah yeah exactly they will uh, not talk like to your
1: it. uncle about
0: it he'll love it um, <laughs> uh, they'll love it unless they're in the cia okay uh-huh. so um basically <laughs> Uh, we'll talk about whether, you know, X platform or, or institutions should be state-owned, that's control, worker-owned, alt, or uh, abolished, uh, should, uh, deleted. Mm. Uh, so um, so we chose a few things that we think will be relevant to your interests. Um, so number one, Bethesda Game Studios.
1: <laughs> uh, hmm. Well, it's an interesting question. Uh, don't you
2: want it, to see Todd Howard's head on a fucking pike?
1: <laughs> I don't really know who that is. Okay, um, fair enough. I, I I know what Bethesda is, um, but obviously, I don't. I don't think it should be abolished. I guess my my main question about this game is: what does it mean for something to be state owned but not worker owned?
0: oh uh, okay so like should it be like a co-op well i mean this is like something me and casey wrestle with actually our concern, like, um, is it,
2: our concern is who is be- being fucked over in the current model of it and like, usually it's the workers well, and so it's like uh, once we have socialism
0: uh who's gonna be making elder scrolls 42 because that's yeah. how long it's gonna take yeah. folks that's how long it's gonna take
1: well okay yeah um <laughs> wait didn't they just announce a new elder scrolls game
0: yeah, yeah like, number uh, number six. Yeah. So oh. uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think and I and I don't even think they gave a date. They were like one day it'll happen. Someday. <laughs> Believe. Just
2: keep believing. Don't lose. hope, Um and yeah, like I as you know,
0: Yeah, I, they they're they were like it'll come out one day and then they, and then it said vote. It was really weird. It was a weird trailer.
1: <laughs> Did it really? Now, or is that a joke? <laughs> no, no,
2: no, I'm kidding. <laughs> but now but now that Microsoft wow, has has sort of bought Bethesda and the uh next, you know, Elder Scrolls game might be a Xbox exclusive, you know, I've got a PlayStation, you know, come on. I want these guys Just abolished. What, if if what I can't have think? it, no one can have it.
1: <laughs> uh yeah, I I would I guess that in my if we I guess if we're sort of imagining I, I, if we're imagining a a, st, a world where the state has its own video game outputs, <laughs> uh I guess sure. then it would be abolished, but if if we're in some sort of like market socialist economy where i guess you or maybe it's maybe it's worker owned but everything is free still and it's just like everyone sure. gets their labor credits in like a sort of like paracon society right. uh, uh then that would probably be cool so i i'll say worker owned for video games cuz well I, yeah, yeah. i'll tell you just an uh, insight should...
2: just an insight into how we think about this usually the things that we say should be state owned are usually like things that we think should be public goods that need government. Well, I mean, resor- and like e- even then, I think we argue about like, for instance, yes. <laughs> like and, and
0: these shouldn't be like discrete categories because like with like childcare, like uh, should that shouldn't that be partially like locally owned uh by the local government because the uh, workers to some degree governed governed by workers or to isn't some that, degree? Isn't that state
1: anyway? Like, what, yeah, isn't that the state if it's like locals?
0: yeah yeah definitely but like what i mean is like um like multi-stakeholder types of approaches to ownership and governance yeah so, so like sure surely like the yeah the local government the state or even like even different levels of government having d- competing interests but also the work the workers themselves having a stake uh, in how it's governed and, a, and a, like in imagining these structures being democratized um I, like it's it's one of those things that's like i don't know that we're ever completely like this should be only the state and the workers can maybe have a union but they better keep it quiet you know it's never anything <laughs> well, like, like, well like like for example
2: like, like usually a place where they manufacture stuff we usually think yeah the workers should operate the thing so that they aren't mm-hmm. going to be like you know arbitrarily laying each other laying themselves off you know when there's you know they could slow down production as they like but like something like sanitation workers where mm-hmm that we need to make sure that that's a dangerous job and we need to make sure the workers are enfranchised, but it may be unfair to make it worker run because it really should have, they should really be supported by this, by the state or by the city, you know, but like, right. That's sort of how we think about it.
1: Okay. I get it.
2: Um, uh, by the way, I wanted to ask, uh, I, I
0: thought by listening to beep beep lettuce that yeah, a lot of you folks were in the Pittsburgh area is
1: i uh, are you also a Pennsylvania resident currently? No, or? no, only one of us is in Pittsburgh. It's just John. Oh,
0: okay. Ow. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. I, I just misheard everything then. That's all <laughs> it's right. It's okay. Uh, I had I had a very I have a very stupid uh one in control uh, control delete that was like a a Pittsburgh or uh, originating <laughs> uh, Pennsylvania restaurant. It was it was stupid. Oh, anyway. Sorry, Adam, Adam's, anyway,
2: Adams in Pennsylvania now, so he's like all about <laughs> It's really selfish and weird. Yeah, <laughs> I have, been I, I have there to ask to,
1: <laughs> <once> <laughs> to visit John yeah. and to play some shows. <laughs> okay, what's your what's okay. your
2: favorite of uh, video game franchise?
1: What like ever or current or what?
2: <laughs> Which one like comes to mind? Like I'm for me, it's like I'm a huge Mass Effect fan, and I okay. like do my yearly like run of the the trilogy. Um I, I, I mean it's tedious. it's we- it's weird oh, because sorry. as I've de- like politically like developed, I'm like, oh Shepherd's a fucking cop. Mm. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, big time. <laughs> uh Jesus. Uh I guess like my first love is um like the, the video game that really fucking like oh like I felt like oh I'm an adult video game player okay. was, yeah. was missed and uh mm. so like cyan Cyan like games they're not technically making Mist games as far as i know they're still uh doing the big um the the multi the the mmo aru um but they still put out um new adventure games they're not technically in the same world but they're very similar to mist um so cyan games is i guess i would say um is the most is like probably my favorite it's the one i would get the most excited about every time a new game comes out because it's like oh i get yeah, like eighty right. hours of gameplay to like sink myself into a world and figure out all these puzzles sure. and stuff um yeah so and there aren't
0: there aren't many cops well, in the Mist universe I, as I,
1: I, I i always
2: uh, i i talked to adam about this a lot I, i'm <laughs> no. really bad when there's a like pop, when there's pop culture like i'm also a big star wars fan and it's hard for me to sometimes bring my uh my uh uh, crit- my political, my political critical factors into it, into media. it, uh, but uh, with things I don't sure. like,
1: especially if it's just dumb. Like, who cares if like Star? Well, Wars if, I'm is less, it, called, if I'm less, it's weird because if
2: I'm less invested yeah. in it, then I can things are immediately apparent that I'm like, oh, that's fucked up. But I don't. It's like I turn it off. I guess because I want to enjoy it. But like, how integrated? <laughs> like, are you able to compartmentalize? Like, okay, I play these video games. I don't have to like. You know, I don't have to analyze it. I don't, you know. Are you able to do that?
1: Uh, With video games, yeah, for sure. Like, with video games, well, I very rarely play very okay. many f- story video games. Like, mm. the biggest, like, normal AAA game that I'm a big fan of, that I, like, have every game and I know all those okay. stories, yeah. is uh, Borderlands. Okay. Um, Because that's, like, the sort of, like, yeah. looter-shooter idea, like, because sure. I was a big Diablo fan, and I'm still a big Diablo fan. I'm, oh, yeah, um, yeah, So, like, that was... I don't really like shooting. I'm not a big yeah. third-person or first-person shooter person, just because I'm... I guess mostly because I'm bad <laughs> at it, and I didn't grow yeah. up playing those kinds of games. Uh, I didn't have, like, a very powerful computer. Um. Mm-hmm. So, like, mouse and keyboard shooting, just I didn't get into it. Um. So a lot of the games that uh, I did grow up with were... You know, either console games, um, yeah, or, um, or 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 computer games that could run on my computer. So mostly puzzle and adventure games. Um, sure. So Borderlands really, for whatever reason, clicked with me as like a sort of like statty. You know, you could right. min max all your guns and stuff, and. You didn't really have to be good at shooting because you could sort of just upgrade to the point where you were just a a tank and you could kill everything. And it had a very much more RPG ish, like action RPG feel. Is that your wheelhouse? Like like RPGs,
2: you you like sort of the, you're like detail oriented with like the stats and like mechanics and rules and stuff like that. I
1: I, I don't really think think of myself as that like that but i i definitely am i mean like my favorite games are like metroidvania okay. games and like hollow knight has that kind of yeah. stuff where it's just like all stacking yeah uh powers and stuff um i love platformers and things that feel like the games that i grew up playing i guess um but but borderlands mm. really doesn't have bad politics it's actually really good politics um yeah in terms of it's just a bunch of like rebels trying to destroy corporations
0: um they're all trying to kill basically elon musk
1: yeah and it's uh it's pretty fun uh so i i, I just actually started playing uncharted 4 i've never played uncharted before and uh <laughs> i played uncharted 4 for left trigger and i had a lot of fun with it um and that's a very story game and i think if it starts to get really bad politically i would maybe i think i'd maybe yeah. like recoil a little bit but i don't know it's just so silly and right. who cares i guess but with movies yeah. i'm not like movies yeah. movies and books i i definitely am like i don't want to watch this bullshit if it's like fascist
0: yeah. what What if you're, you're playing call of duty and suddenly ronald reagan steps in <laughs> to, to give you a mission
1: <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> apparently like,
0: this this is what's going to happen in the new game oh god <laughs> yeah
1: that shit is insane i almost want to play that one just because of how like <laughs> Mask off, it is <laughs> just like yeah, yeah. you're a CIA agent who just like you know kills people for capitalism's sake or whatever. It's crazy. Sure, they sure, should sure. just
2: call it Call of Duty. You're gonna love this one, dickhead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all, right, all
0: right. Control, alt, delete, rotten tomatoes,
1: abolish, abolish, <laughs> abolish. That doesn't okay. need to exist. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, that's I'm, like a all right. So, I think that I think that people. I think there's lots of stuff like Metacritic and you know uh, uh, it, independent critics who gain a following by having good opinions and good taste. People on Letterboxd are enough to like get a sense of how stuff is like I don't need a company to right. to aggregate that shit. That shouldn't be a company at all
2: do you think there's a do you think that uh, movie criticism is uh elitist? necessarily
1: no i mean (laughs) no i don't think so i mean i think that criticism is just about saying what you like and i mean i think there's a a huge a lot of room for having like all art is has some political stance usually um and I, i think there's not enough movie criticism that takes that into account um and I I don't want to watch Marvel movies that, like, like fucking those Spider-Man movies, like the two newest ones, Far From Home and Homecoming, like, are, are by far the best Spider-Man movies that have ever existed, and by far some of the worst politics I've ever seen in any movie ever. Like, straight up, mm. Workers Are Evil and Elon Musk Rules. Like, horrible. And I would have liked to have been warned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i just well, now I mean, realized
2: that, t- that tony stark is an elon musk type character and again i'm that's so obvious <laughs> but i'm so bad at doing. it why that's why, why am i like this
1: <laughs> he's a god fucking weapons manufacturer man he's worse <sighs> he's like bezos god
0: <laughs> Jesus. um I, I mean it's it also i i think that like uh you know, even like I think Marx's conception was like, you know, uh, eight hours of rest. You can you can you can rest. You can be a farmer in the morning, fish in the evening, be a critic at night. So like uh, <laughs> yeah. post-capitalism, everyone, everyone should be, have the opportunity to be a critic. Yeah, it's it's actually praxis
1: a... to be a critic. <laughs> right. But I, 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 yeah, 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 what I, the reason I asked it was because I feel um, like sometimes
2: like cr- professional movie critics can be a little bit a- academic and and can be like out of line with like what audiences think. That that's that's what I meant by it. But yes, I I agree that criticism is yes, it's an important faculty to have.
1: Uh, It's interesting because I think that like at once there is like a certain level of elitism. I mean, me personally, I think if you're writing for the New York Times, you've probably (laughs) been vetted by uh, the feds. So like you're probably like not in a position to critique like the actual politics of things. But at the same time, like those are like the marvel movies specifically are literally like have their scripts approved by the cia um like they yeah. are state media they are propaganda um and it is it might be elitist to i don't think it's elitist to be like you're being fed mush and like just because people <laughs> like it on the whole like criticizing fox news isn't elitist even though lots of people watch it and it's the most popular news channel uh just because the masses like eat it up because they don't have any education, <laughs> uh, so that's my yeah. that's my position on it.
0: As a joke, I did have in control alt delete the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I don't know if you want to We can do that one quickly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: um, so I mean, uh, what about control delete just like movie theaters, the cinema experience, how people I, I, movie studios. I, well, I mean, I was just thinking about the like the I don't know. We could we could do. But uh, well, you want to get rid of movie theaters? Or, or do you want to watch movies? <laughs> no, I mean, no, I'm not saying necessarily delete them, but just oh, thinking. Oh, sorry, like, I um, forgot what we were doing. <laughs>
2: What's
1: what, the, what is this? This game? is your podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So wait, movie like the the film industry at all?
0: Um, I mean, I. I don't. I don't want to be that. That. I think um, you meant the a, consumer like, side, right, you. Adam? I mean, like, how, yeah, I. I, th- I meant like movie theaters. Uh, thinking like about should they be worker? I don't think r- we're going to delete those. I don't like the idea um, of state
2: movie theaters because then I that that automatically sounds like a a, a theater showing just propaganda.
1: <laughs> well, that's what we have now. Um, yeah, that's Yeah, <laughs> you don't actually have to own the buildings. That's um, true. Uh, I. I feel like. I'm okay with state propaganda if I like the state, Uh, (laughs) but uh, (laughs) that's just me. Um, But I think movie theaters should, I think should, should be community uh, run. I think should, you know, I don't even think they should be businesses. I think they should be, you know, art in just a place art in general is a is a community experience and something that for people to curate who care and want to show each other beautiful images and sounds so i mean i think that if if we lived in a just society like every town would have a movie theater and they would all be hooked up to some like you know a mesh network of hard drives where you could play whatever or like you know a a, a more analog mesh network of like you could send each other reels or whatever if that's what you wanted to do um and then you know you'd be able to just have i think that there should be in every town like a large facility that has like a concert venue and a movie theater and a dance hall you know like uh you know recreational centers where you can do all kinds of stuff uh for free yeah, and also they have hot well, dogs. and it yeah. would serve
2: a com- it would be a completely different vibe and it would operate completely it would be a lot more community enriching just simply because it's not run by like sprint it's not like the sprint yeah, exactly. performing arts center <laughs> like it would actually be a place for people to come together and share created things and like you know it's it's weird how sometimes ownership it's just has like the con just the connotation of how you know things are run and you know their relationship to the community can change the mm-hmm. entire thing
1: yeah, me personally. It's just
2: hard for me to it's hard for me to imagine enjoying uh
0: Captain Marvel without knowing that the Air Force consulted on it. It's my
1: problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. for me personally like I think that in, in my sort of uh communist utopia like I'd want um I'd want a state-run sort of like studio system because I I, I do think that like it's really important to make sure that people aren't like doing anti-cap or like anti-communism right. in their movies. And this is depending on what kind of world you live in. Like, is there some like anti-communist force still happening? Um, and it could, it, are you at risk of one rising up in your community slash state or whatever? Um, so I, I think that like, but I think that it could be very, very democratic and community run and like voted upon people could like, People who want to be involved could vote upon scripts and and ideas and proposals, and then get you know tax money, sort of like the NEA, but like that actually works. Uh, I think that would be nice. Um,
2: I I always think about it too, like having you know s- state funded uh, media outlets where it would remove the need for uh, a profit, and so that removes a lot of yeah. the capital, the hands of capital, uh, and that type of propaganda from it. But then, like, how does it avoid becoming, you know, a tool of the a tool of the state? I know that, like, I think the BBC is fairly independent, even though it's state funded. But the, they also suck, though. They're not. No, do they? <laughs> well,
1: no, I, mean. <laughs> I mean, but that's. I don't think that's a real thing, to be honest. Like, I I don't think that there is any independent media. Like I said before, sure. like the New York Times, like anything they write on quote-unquote foreign policy has to be, like, approved by the uh, CIA. Um, And, you know, we we only have state media. Um, It's just, like, more clandestine and not as obvious. And I think it's more important to be like, this is state media, and we all agree. (laughs) And, like, we're open about that, and it's okay. Um, And, I mean, I think that I don't personally know if, like, the soviet union made the best decision on like being so restricted with some of that stuff but like the soviet union put out awesome shit like tarkovsky is one of my favorite fucking directors uh <laughs> um they put out a, you know the 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 battleship podemkin is a great movie uh they put a lot of but like also like um denmark uh currently has a lot of like state funded movies that are nuts. Like lots of large venture movies are <laughs> state funded. Um so I don't know. It can go either way. And, and I think it's more about like how how democratic the state is and how how um uh, how afraid they are of capitalist rotors. <laughs> you know?
0: Right, for sure. For sure. Well, I th- we've gone over time, and I really appreciate you sticking around with this plan, Control-Alt-Delete. But uh, I want to go ahead and uh, end it here, but I want to thank you, uh, Bryn, for joining us. This is really cool.
1: Yeah, thanks for uh, having me on, guys. Absolutely. And
0: uh, you can obviously follow Bryn's podcast, Beep Beep Lettuce and Generation Loss. Find her on TV's Left Trigger and on Twitch at hair. Uh, and on Twitter, it does kinematography um, and I'll have links to Patreons in the descriptions. Please check those out.
1: Sorry uh, I do again so many that's great <laughs>
0: No, that's awesome. It's <laughs> awesome. Um, I actually listened to Generation Lost for the first time uh, before you came on uh, and I, I really loved it so um, oh, cool no i I think you I think you do good work, so thank you very much. um, but anyway. Uh, thanks for having you. Thanks for ha- thanks for coming on, uh, and for Future Left.
2: I'm Adam, and I'm Casey. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye